Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you'll find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hi, this is Dilip Singh for today's edition of State of Economy podcast. We have as guest Director General of Central Industrial Security Force, Mr. Sheel Vardhan Singh, who will take us through the today's topic which is emerging challenges to industrial and aviation security. Let me briefly introduce the DG first. A senior decorated IPS officer of Bihar Kader, he has rich experience of policing and national security issues, having handled sensitive assignments during his previous stint as special director of intelligence bureau. He is also an avid reader and a yoga practitioner. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you. Uh, sir a csf offers security to some 355 establishment including 66 airports delhi metro seaports and other government and private institutions apart to individuals facing threat uh, please take us through the spectrum of services offered by your force thank you so much for that question it gives me an opportunity to introduce csf to the listeners it's a beautiful question asking me about the spectrum of services but i'll take you back you know to the history of this force this force came to being in 1969 in a wake of a fire incident in hcc ranchi and from that nascent stage today it is a force which is 1.80 lakh strong and still growing in another 5 years it will be 2.30 lakh strong what this force does is that it protects the economic infrastructure of the country and within that the spectrum is the industrial installations both public as well as some private institutions we protect the space centers atomic power plants nuclear plants heritage buildings iconic buildings airports mass rapid, mass rapid transport systems we have a vip security wing cutting edge fire services and is perhaps the only force in the world which provides security consultancy services and you know if i look at the spatial distribution of the force you spoke about 355 locations if you look at the map of india if you see the coastline there we are protecting the ports the atomic and nuclear power stations you go to the hinterland we are protecting the mines even in deep naxal areas if you go to the northeast we are protecting the oil sector we are also protecting the hydroelectric power plants in jnk uh, in fact what i'll say is that the contribution of this force to economic development has been great i would love that if somebody could come forward and quantify a contribution to economic development it will be historically huge and why i'm saying this is just to share with the listeners that we are essential partners in taking our economy to 15 trillion dollars Uh, that's a good wrap up of CISF, I would say, sir. But uh, I would indulge in slightly a futuristic question, uh, which is: Is do you think uh, CISF should also be offering the security consultancy uh, globally uh, because of this uh, varied experience? Absolutely. Uh, what you have said is actually part of a vision of CISF. We are perhaps, as I said earlier, the only for security force in the world. Uh, which uh, does security consultancies, and 
as a vision for future, we anticipate, and I have reached out to the Indian ambassadors abroad, that we can do consultancies for various iconic institutions, industrial establishments all around the globe. It's a work in progress. I'm very sure this force would be doing the same in the near future. If I'm not wrong, sir, uh, CSF is already uh, no, uh, manning and guarding our missions, some of our missions. Uh, yes. Would you like to talk about them briefly? Yes, of course. In fact, not only CISF, other forces also are guarding our uh, missions and uh, embassies abroad. We are guarding our missions at uh, Nepal and Dhaka. However, uh, guarding is one part of it. When I'm talking about consultancy, it is a pre-deployment consultancy, which we can do to, say, the United Nations. They send their forces in various places before they put their forces in place, say, in some country. Our, our consultancy team can go, do a study, tell them what are the standard operating procedures they would need there or the equipment. In that sense, we are looking at the future. Uh, fair enough, sir. Uh, increasing the digitization of airport services and use of drones have cascading security implications. A couple of months back, six major airports reportedly came under cyber attack from a group of hackers called Anonymous Sudan. Similarly, Jammu Airport, we all know, know uh, was hit by a drone attack in June of uh, 2021. Is the CISF prepared to do deal with cyber and drone emergencies? Yes, the CISF is very well aware about these uh, anticipated threats, which are now a reality in security domain. And uh, we are actually part of the national security architecture, which is to counter these uh, threats in the cyber domain. So under the guidelines of certain, that is uh, Cyber Emergency Response Team India, we also have a cyber crisis management committee, and which is plugged into the Ministry of Home Affairs a cyber crime management committee. And in case of cyber attacks, we have at ground level, at cutting edge, all locations have incident response teams so that our responses to such attacks are there. Preventive measures as per the SOPs are followed. Second aspect which you spoke about was drones. Well, CISF uses drones. From, from the point of view of national security, I would not be able to share the number of drones but a very high number of drones we are using in more than 34 locations in the country. And these drones are being flown by our personnel and they use for surveillance, reconnaissance, patrolling. And we have within us a technology in drone vertical. We are flying the drones, but the issue with regard to drones now is an anti-rogue drone unit has to come up in all the uh, forces, not only CISF, we all have an anti-rogue drone uh, training is going on. However, the anti-rogue drone technology is a work in progress. So as we go, there are only soft kill and hard kill options these days. And as it goes with the work in progress, we are at level with the industry and we'll keep improving our capabilities in anti-rogue drone domain as well. So, uh, do you think there is a need to rationalize multiplicity of organ uh, organization like DGCA, BCS, and AI managing aviation sector? Won't it be better to have uh, one umbrella organization like we like we have in America, transport uh, no uh, authority? Uh, that that's a very interesting question. Uh, uh, what I would say that all organizations here in India 
have a well well defined role for each one of them and uh, aviation is a subsector of transport ecosystem it's not the only sector so what transport ecosystem comprises aviation ports national and state highways inland waterways cargo movement land ports so what we actually need is a whole complete transport ecosystem which is works in tandem with each other in terms of seamless security and this is what is the vision for future and is likely to come in near future so an offshoot of the same query is why assign uh, nsg uh, which is national security guard for anti hijacking operations at airports is the csf which has deep rooted uh, experience about aviation security not trained to handle sabotage at airports oh there is there is a nuance to this question csf is a responder to hijacking but there are two terms here which we should very clearly know the definition one is anti hijacking and one is counter hijacking anti hijacking is essentially preventing hijacking counter hijacking comes into play when hijacking is taken place it can be on the air side it can be mid air so anti hijacking the complete role of csf is there at the airports but when a hijacking takes place then the whole security architecture comes into play and the crisis management uh, plan is activated of which csf nsg and host of other agencies are a part so it is not to say that csf does not have a role nsg comes in at the time of counter hijacking not anti hijacking Fair enough. Thank you for uh, not clarifying that. So, do you think there are security gaps at airports and other installations that need to be addressed? Well, uh, we provide foolproof security at airports. Hundred percent baggage checks, hundred percent check of passengers, access control, perimeter security, and to keep a system robust, we regularly. conduct brainstorming sessions in which we anticipate threats which would be coming in future and we also have uh, study all the incidents which are globally happening uh, to make corrections in our systems besides this we have a very very robust system of mock drills dummy checks table top exercises and such sessions and then on the training side regular refresher course and keeping up with technology so i would say that we are at present at par with the industry anywhere in the world and the record of the cisf says in aviation as well as massive uh, this mass rapid transport system that we have come out in flying colors everywhere so uh, i would slightly you know digress on this issue and take you to the regional air, you know aviation connectivity what we have seen uh, the uh, the infrastructure at regional airports which are coming up are are slightly low in terms of security Do, would you agree to that or yes there is a, always a disparity in infrastructure uh, in various locations but however that can be overcome by innovative ways what we have come up with is a hybrid model of security in which we have divided non core duties and core duties core duties in the regional uh, sector would be done by crsf and the non core duties can be done by 
others. And in this way, we will not be compromising on the security. Besides this, we will be training them, standardizing and improving the overall security standard of the country. So, uh, so what do you think uh, should be the future roadmap of CISF, especially because perennial intervention of technology is evolving security challenges, which have become more diverse and unpredictable at the same time? Well, you know, under the leadership of our present Home Minister, all the forces, not only CISF, have made a 25-year vision plan and five-year roadmap of future. And this roadmap which we have made has at its component technology, manpower, training, anticipated scenarios, and which can be the new sectors and areas where we can go to. And this future force has to be very nimble in terms of skilling itself, in terms of making itself battle ready at a very, very short notice. So all the leaders of all the paramilitary forces, central police forces are honed to this in a very focused and sharp manner. So what has been uh, noticed uh, globally is skill shortage rather than fund is an issue in aviation industry. How CISF is honing skills of its uh, employees to handle next generation systems? Yes, this is an important area because upskilling is very important. And uh, Training is paramount, is of paramount importance in forces and in CISF. We have a National Industrial Security Academy at Hyderabad, which is a center of excellence. Besides this, we have a unique and one of its kind fire service training institute in Hyderabad. We have eight aviation security training institutes and six recruit training institutes. We train uh, state police forces also. And in these trainings, Capacity-based training is given in this training. Uh, technological gadgetry and interface with industry is done. And in this training, aviation security courses are held because this is one area where uh, we have a zero error uh, problem. We cannot just go wrong there. Again, in the fire side also, uh, this is the only institute which takes care of industrial fires. So in terms of training and upskilling, we are well up in the ladder. But yes, it is a process which needs to be upgraded and evolved again and again. So we have a board which sits down, a training vertical which sits down, sees all the needs, does an analysis and makes every year it hones its plans according to the new needs. We'll come, to, uh, we'll come back to uh, fire uh, vertical of CISF later. But uh, let's focus uh, on uh, manpower. What is the CISF doing to de-stress uh, force to avoid fratricide? Because not long back, we had seen uh, you know, uh, an incident at the Mumbai uh, airport, if I can recall, a few years back. That was at Calcutta. Yeah, sorry, Calcutta. Yeah. Uh, well, fratricide is actually not a problem of CISF. Uh, we we do not have very many fratricide cases, but we do have suicide cases, and which I think is actually a, a social problem as well. We have taken it very seriously, and uh, we have found that uh, causes causes are financial, they can be medical, and they are interpersonal relationships. 
So how to go about it? In our force, we did uh, bring, brought in uh, yoga trainers. We have yoga trainers. So we had a tie-up with Bihar School of Yoga Munge. And uh, our 200 yoga trainers first went there and had a 10-day course on yoga as lifestyle. Not simply yoga as asana, but yoga as lifestyle to integrate it in their lives. And then batches of 100 each started going there and approximately 1,200 have already visited there. These women and men who went there came back to the force and have held camps for the force personnel. I'm very proud to say that out of the force of 1,80,000, 1,60,000 have been touched by yoga. The feedback of this is immense. Immense in the sense that uh, uh, people have found ways to take care of their stress levels. And one thing uniquely which they have appreciated, which has come in this, and which I would like the listeners to know, maybe they can use it in their personal lives as well, is the concept of digital fast, which we have introduced. In this, personal himself has to decide how much digital fast he has to do, maybe six hours, three hours, according to his time. And they have found that it is very de-stressing and they get some quality time with friends and family. So this is the initiative we have taken to bring down the suicide level, the stress levels, improve the general culture and environment in the force. Sir, do you think there is a need to balance between security and efficiency? Uh, because extensive security apparatus deployment at, at airports are time consuming and air travel as such are costly. I'm talking about largely, you uh, know, Indian uh, middle class and lower middle class. Uh, under this scenario, experts fear that airlines may lose customer base to fast trains like Vande Bharat Express, which are like, uh, taking less time, has better connectivity, and cost-wise is also works out cheaper than airlines. Your uh, thoughts on it? Well, my first thing is your question is nice because it is consumer-centric. It's customer-centric. But my perspective in life as a security personnel, having spent 37 years in security, is one sentence. Human life is precious. I go out to work to protect human life. And there is no trade-off to human life. You, we go, we check every passenger, we check every package. We are not checking it for the passengers. We are checking it for that one terrorist who, despite all system, wants to come and kill my citizens. We are there for this human life. Yes, efficiency is required. But security, nation cannot progress without, without security. In fact, on the aside, if I say that in our society, we have 23% women as workforce and the world has approximately 47 percent if we have to increase this number in the economy then security is required for women to work 24 hours that's how the number will go up so what i want to say here is that our slogan is vinamrata ke our conduct would be impeccable but we will protect each and every person on a watch no human life should be lost. That is our motto. That is the spirit in which we go there. 
sir coming uh, coming to csf security at metro i think which has been well appreciated by people in delhi we can talk about uh, delhi experience i'm sure it must be at other places as well uh, but um, uh, what we hear that csf plans to uh, to induct uh, latest technology no we are also hearing that uh, in future we might see robotic uh, uh, canines uh, no doing the duty is that true uh, can you give us uh, a primer on it as i told you earlier that in terms of technology integrating technology anticipating technology is essential to keeping good security abreast yes we are thinking in terms of uh, uh, bringing uh, robotic dogs uh, in fact what happens at drdo and in our interface with industry we take a wish list we have a brainstorming we uh, come to know about new technologies so what we are wanting in near future is that if we could have robotic dogs and we have canines right now uh, at the airports and the metro these canines are anti explosives but if we bring in some robotic dogs they can be anti explosive anti narcotic they can be fire extinguishers and they can even be used for uh, anti eavesdropping and we can send them in a nook and cranny to see if there's an identified uh, unidentified object and such things and maybe with artificial intelligence if you next time go to the airport and he sees you up to one month he says hello dilip long time no see so this is the future and i think we'll all be there in near future so as far as uh, cisf offering fire safety coverage i i believe that there are 104 uh, different installation uh, no where you are providing uh, these fire safety uh do you think with the changing urban landscape uh, is cisf uh, include has included in its in its master plan the uh, growing high rise uh, building uh, different uh, scenarios coming in so that you, you are adequately prepared to handle the you know a fire emergency uh, a very good question this is a very important issue and lot uh, of uh, information and education about this needs to go out we specialize in industrial fire and prevention and protection in that domain and uh, also in disaster management and evacuation what we have done at a macro level is that we have identified 100 cities in the country where we go and we go to the fire brigade services do the gap analysis of the equipment training analysis and then tell them what equipments to buy and get these people to our training academy at hyderabad and train them into fire services this way we intend lifting the fire safety standards of the country we have already done five cities and in we have a complete plan to cover all the 100 cities in the country in the fire domain besides this under ndma national disaster management authority guidelines we are making evacuation drills in cities and these evacuation drills are based on the main profile of the city if the city is say a city where there are uh, industries so the main profile can be say a chemical fire or something or it can be on nuclear radiological or biological emergency or 
it can be with regard to a cyber emergency. So these evacuation drills in which all the forces, all the stakeholders of the city come together, they are done. After that, the, the mock drill is held on this and then it all the gaps are studied and we finalize an evacuation drill for, for the city, which includes how the citizens will move, where they'll go, which hospitals they go. And this will be improved from time to time. So in this way, we are going in a far, very, very huge way uh, to the cities and suburban cities of the country to improve the fire safety and disaster mitigation. So uh, I know uh, this might not be part of your charter, but definitely I would like to pick up your brains on. See, now what we are witnessing is uh, a, a large scale of forest fires happening in India and which is damaging our biodiversity. And we don't see uh, there are no other, a single entity uh, looking after because uh, local authorities don't have wherewithal, neither nor expertise. Do you think there is a possibility for CISF to venture into this area as well? Possibility, yes. But right now, I would say the forest department should have a specialized wing for forest fires, for they know the forest well, its flora and fauna, they know the fault lines, they make the drainages in the forest, they make the fire lines in the forest for how they can actually curtail the fire. We as CISF would like to train them, help them, be a, give our infrastructure for them to improve themselves. But personally, as a professional, I feel it's the forest department which should come as a specialized wing vertical within it and train it well. This is an area which is very important for them. Before concluding our podcast, I would like to have one last question. So, uh, CISF is also a cash cow for Ministry of Home Affairs. Uh, you, when you provide security to uh, to a private industry, you get uh, sort of money out of it. You, when you uh, when you offer consultancy, you uh, you charge for that. Can you uh, uh, give us a, a sense of uh, of revenue of which CISF earns annually? First, I would like to say I do not like the word cash cow. It's a slang which I doesn't go well in my lexicon. But yes, I'll give you a sense. CISF is a very unique force in the sense the client pays for our services. And what he pays is according to a scale which has been fixed by the Ministry of Home Affairs. And the money he pays goes to the Consolidated Fund of India. It doesn't go through CISF. We, we provide security. It goes to the Consolidated Fund of India. We raise the bills and it goes to uh, that. Now, while I cannot put a finger on the amount of money, what I can say is that 85% of our expenditure, we recoup through this method. And I think it's a very good method. And in future also, uh, in this world, where security becomes a very important factor in economic development, I think it should be factored in as a cost, as a cost. Till now, it has not been factored in as a cost. It's taken more like a sovereign duty. I would say that. Thank you so much, sir, for taking time out and joining us at the State of Economy podcast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure joining.